0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to prosperity millennial where we take a look at success stories from true millennials who have taken their success and their dreams and made them reality we're going to walk through what they've done their tips their techniques and really look at how we can make those applicable into our own lives We'll talk about making action plans to really transcend what a true millennial is thought about and how you, too, can take your success into your own hands. Let's work together. Let's really go after success. And if you're ready, sit back, relax, and let's talk about Prosperity Millennial. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only. It is expressly our opinions and are based on our best judgment, but no warranty is given. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. Financial advice should be taken as an opinion and for educational purposes. We make no warranties or guarantees. Please enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Prosperity Millennial. I'm your host, Matthew Brown. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about contentment versus complacency. Wow. Some really big words. We'll deep dive in. We'll break them all apart. We'll uh, tell you what they mean, and we'll tell you exactly how you should reflect on these Action words and what how they implement into your life. Grab a cup of coffee, grab something cold to drink, put your feet up, and uh, let's dive right in. Contentment and complacency are often confused, but they represent quite the similar but different attitudes and states of being, particularly when considered really from a biblical perspective. Contentment is a state of satisfaction and gratitude, which one is at peace with or one's circumstances, but not because those circumstances are perfect, but because one trusts God's provision. Now, complacency, on the other hand, is an attitude of self-satisfaction accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. It really implies a sense of smugness and a lack of awareness that can lead to not growing or responding to God's calling. Now, I want to take a look at exactly why there's a difference. And we're going to talk about how contentment and complacency plays into business and prosperity. But I really want to take a look at the definitions and kind of give you some foundational pieces so that you truly understand how these shape your viewpoints and how Contentment is good and complacency is bad, but when you kind of think of them, if you're somebody that understands words, you're like, well, they kind of mean the same thing. Mm, Not really, if you break them apart. So let's kind of talk about why people think that they're the same. So contentment and complacency can often be confused because on the surface, they may appear similar. Both concepts involve a sense of satisfaction and in some cases, they may result in similar outward behavior. However, it's an underlying attitude and a motivation behind contentment versus complacency. And truly, they're fundamentally different, Different, but with their similarities, it can lead to some confusion. So let's take a look at some of the whys behind like the concepts. So You know, we kind of already said there are surface-level similarities. At a superficial level, contentment and complacency can look alike. Both may involve a lack of visible striving or discontent, and both may result in a sense of satisfaction with one's current circumstances. But really, it comes down to a lack of understanding. Many people may not fully understand the nuances of these concepts, especially in a cultural context that often emphasizes achievement and ambition as a result of, you know, some subtleties of contentment versus complacency may be overlooked. Cultural expectations are another big reason, right? And some cultures' expressions of contentment and complacency may be viewed differently or even valued differently. This can lead to varying interpretations and understanding of these concepts. Now, we're going to talk about from a biblical perspective, which is really kind of a, you know, it's a baseline viewpoint, but then we're going to use that viewpoint and kind of implement it into how, you know, you can look at it from a business and prosperity perspective. Now, there's individual perceptions, and personal experiences that play a role. For example, someone who is content may be per- perceived as complacent by others who don't understand the deeper spiritual or personal aspects of their satisfaction, right? So what we're going to really talk about is you can be content, but not complacent. And that's what, that's what the drive is going to be. Now... There's contextual factors, so the context in which these attitudes can be observed can contribute to confusion. For instance, a person who is content in their personal life may be perceived as complacent in their professional settings, even if they are resistant to change or growth. Someone may be content with where they are but can still be not complacent and striving— And that's really what we're going to dive into, right? You're content with how your life is, but you're not complacent in the fact that you still want to grow, learn, develop, be a better version tomorrow than you are today. That's where complacency changes, right? Content is you're content. I'm okay. I'm okay with where I am. Doesn't mean that you have to be complacent. Complacency is saying, well, I'm fine, and I'm not going to do anything about it. Well, now you're complacent, and now you're not moving, and now you're not changing, and now you're not developing, and now you're not walking into what God has for you. See the difference? We're going to really unpack that, but that's just a little bit of what I'm talking about. So there's interspective nature. Both contentment and complacency are often internal states of being, making it challenging for outsiders to accurately discern the motivations and attitudes driving someone's individual behavior. It's important to recognize the differences between contentment and complacency, especially in personal, spiritual, and professional contexts, as an accurate understanding can lead to healthier relationships, improved workplace dynamics, and personal growth, recognizing and appreciating the distinction between these concepts enables individuals and leaders and organizations to foster environments that en- encourage contentment while avoiding complacency. See, they're, they're I mean, even in professional environments and business environments and prosperity environments and biblical environments, they're not the same. You're okay being content, but nobody wants to be complacent in that they should continue to strive to be better tomorrow than today you know if you're looking at from a religious biblical perspective we're to act and be in order to continue to become more like our savior jesus christ reflect him through us it's the same concept when you apply it to your personal prosperity life You're okay being content, but it doesn't mean you have to be complacent. I'm content. I'm okay. If nothing changes as far as your outward dynamics, but your inward dynamic changes, that's where complacency really takes shape. It's that inward dynamic. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about contentment. Now, contentment is considered a virtue in the Bible. In Philippians 4, through 13 the Apostle Paul writes about learning to be content in any situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. The secret of contentment, according to Paul, lies in being able to do all things through Christ who gives strength. Thus, biblical contentment is closely tied to faith and reliance on God rather than on external circumstances. Now, when you look at that in in context with complacency, complacency is seen as a negative in the Bible. In the book of Revelation 3:15 through 17, the church of Laodicea is rem- reprimanded for being lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, indicating a state of complacency. See the difference? Complacency is didn't have a zealous for God, nor repentant or lack of faith. This complacency is distasteful, and that leads to the warning that they may be spit out of God's mouth. The distinction between contentment and complacency then lies in the heart and attitude towards life and God's role within it. Contentment involves a deliberate thankfulness and trust in God's provision Along with a peace that transcends circumstances, content people can still have ambition and goals. I want to be clear. Content people can still have ambition and goals, but they pursue them while maintaining a sense of gratitude and trust, not anxiety and covert- covertness. Content people... Can still have ambition and goals, but they pursue them while maintaining a sense of gratitude. Write that down. Like, big point, bullet point, star it. You can be content. It's the heart posture. Sense of gratitude. You can pursue ambitious goals, but you pursue them while maintaining a sense of gratitude and trust. Hmm. Like star it, underline it, highlight it. I don't care what you got to do. That's, that's like a major point. Like, come on. Complacency involves a static state of satisfaction with one's own achievements or situation without recognition of potential dangers or missed opportunities For growth, complacent individuals may resist change or improvement because they're overly satisfied with the status quo, even to their own derailment. In a spiritual sense, it is important to be content, but not complacent. Being content means having faith that God is in control and provides for your needs. Whereas avoiding complacency means continually seeking to grow in faith, love, and good works as urged in the New Testament in Hebrews 6, 1. And then 2 Peter 1, 5-8, Christians are encouraged to seek growth in their spiritual lives, to bear fruit, keeping with repentance, Matthew 3, 8, and to strive for excellence in their walk with God while maintaining a humble and contented life. Spirit, your contentment is your heart posture of gratitude and trust. Complacency is the fact that you're sitting on your hands and you're like, I'm fine. God, I'm good. Status quo. Don't want to move. Don't want to change. Don't want to grow. Don't need any more of God. Don't need any more of anything. I'm cool. I'm good where I'm at. Whoa. Understand something. If you ain't moving forward, you're slipping backwards. I just want to be clear. You ain't moving forward. You're slipping backwards. Like, and again, it's the heart posture: contentment versus complacency. Content is you are, gra- gra- you have gratitude and trust in God's provision for your life. You're you're fine whether you're whether you're full or you're hungry. Like it, it, it everything's good. You're content but you don't need to be complacent. You can still strive and have ambitious goals for your life and continue to strive to be more like Christ from a biblical perspective and also from a business and prosperity perspective, because in our lives, our lives are better because of God. Our our lives are here because of God. So that's all all in the total context of this. Now we're going to look at it from really shifting to a business and prosperity context the content the concepts excuse me of contentment and complacency a lot of c words there can similarly influence an individual's approach to work career development and the overall success of the organization contentment in business is looking like a healthy work-life balance. Contentment in a business setting can manifest as a healthy work-life balance. Employees who are content are more likely to be satisfied with their jobs and less prone to burnout, which can lead to higher productivity and job retention. This leads to stability and lower turnover. Content employees may contribute to a stable, positive workplace environment, which can be beneficial for team morale and lower turnover rates. Now that also looks like adaptability. Contentment doesn't preclude ambition. Business leaders and employees alike can be content with their achievements while also seeking to adapt and grow in response to changing market conditions and customer needs. Now that again, that reflects to that contentment without complacency contentment without complacency contentment without complacency means that with they are content with their achievements while also seeking to adapt and grow in response to changing market conditions and customer needs now complacency in a business. This is where it's going to look bad, right? Complacency in a business looks like resistance to change. In context, complacency can be dangerous to a business as companies become complacent, may fail to innovate, adapt, or change to new market trends, which can lead to being outperformed by competitors then you're also missing opportunities because complacent individuals might miss opportunities for personal development and growth, which can then hinder career progression and contribute to stagnating corporate culture. Now, missed opportunities can also be on the business side, right? So if you're not changing to your market conditions, you may be missing the boat to get on, you know, as businesses continue to adapt to what's happening, right? You have artificial intelligence taking shape in our world. We talked about it in the most recent podcast, If you're not on that boat as it continues to move forward, you could be missing an opportunity to then get ahead of your competitors and or keep up with the ever-changing environment. That's where complacency, I'm okay, I'm fine, the way we've been doing it, we've been doing it for 25 years, we ain't got to change. I don't know why I put that weird whatever. (laughs) I don't know why I put that weird dialogue on that, you know, but that's just that's the mentality, that's the mentality. We don't need to change. Why? We've been doing it this way for 25 years. Well, that way was not good 20 years ago. It's had five adaptations since then. You don't need to hand jam that no more. You could type that up 20 years ago. That's the, that's the mentality. And again, when you're not on the boat and you're not shifting and you're not adapting to the environment, you're being left behind. And this also with complacency looks like quality and performance issues, right? Complacency can lead to a lack of attention to detail and a drop in performance standards. This can affect product quality, customer service, and ultimately the company's reputation and the overall bottom line if we're complacent with how we are doing things for our customers, how we're treating our customers, maybe our, you know, how we get the word out, how we engage with our customer base, how we adapt to the needs of our customers. Like you can't be a person who is stagnant and like, well, we don't do that. Well, we don't do that. I'm sorry. We don't do that either. I'm sorry. We don't do that. And if our cust, if there's so many of our customers that want, A a service that we don't offer, eventually they're going to find somebody who offers it and they may offer what we offer too. And now we've lost the customer and maybe five because we refuse to adapt to our customers' needs. From a leadership perspective, fostering contentment while avoiding complacency involves encouraging continuous learning. Leaders should promote a culture of lifelong learning and professional development. Encourage your employees to seek new challenges and expand their skill sets. First off, they are more valuable to you. They're more valuable to the workplace. They're more valuable to the overall environment of our world with continuous education and development, because they're not complacent. They're working towards an, a deeper understanding of how things work, how they may be able to bring fresh ideas because now they have an understanding of a concept they didn't even know existed. Like, there is a lot to continuous education because then you have an understanding to be able to articulate and conceptualize exactly what, you know, their the challenge may be or maybe what the organization is facing and your employee can provide insight and maybe recommendations that you as a business leader can take or not take. But it's still their dialogue and their viewpoint on it and they may provide some dialogue and viewpoint that you didn't think of because let's be real, sometimes as business owners, we're not 100% day-to-day involved in our companies because we can't be everywhere always all the time but with some some of our employees and some of their ideas and things because they are involved in the meat and potatoes of our business then they might have ideas that foster real change that may elevate the business so having an encouraging continuous learning helps promote the business while also promoting their own lives. You also have to be clear on goals. By setting clear and regularly updating goals, businesses can provide direction and motivation to their employees to strive for improvement while not becoming complacent. You also have to be a, an organization that recognizes and rewards efforts. Acknowledging hard work and achievement helps maintain an environment where employees feel valued and content. And then they also don't want to be complacent because then they realize that you know they're being recognized for their overall efforts. You want to promote innovation. Encouraging innovation and being open to new ideas can prevent business culture from becoming stagnant and complacent. We just talked about that with encouraging continuous learning. With learning comes that sense of innovation. They may get ideas and concepts they didn't even know. You need to regularly evaluate performance. Constructive feedback and performance evaluations can help individuals and organizations. Organizations identify areas for improvement and set the stage for the continuous growth and development and that learning concept, right? If we all know that we lack here, we lack in this area, well, maybe we all need to take time and find something that's going to help us develop that. So that's where having... That sense of not being complacent and and being humble enough to know that you need to continue to learn. And I think that's a big, that's another concept to this, right? There's There has to be a humbleness to knowing that you don't know everything. You don't know what you don't know. But you're allowed to be content and not complacent. Contentment in a business setting is about finding satisfaction and gratitude in one's work and contributions while maintaining a balanced perspective. On the other hand, avoiding complacency is crucial for a business survival and growth. It involves staying alert to industry changes, being open to innovation, and continuously striving for excellence. Both concepts are important for long-term stability and success of a business, And the well-being of its employees. Now, we have to understand as business leaders and people who are striving for prosperity, we have an obligation. You know, we have an obligation to to make those aware, maybe in our own organizations or around us, that, you you, you know, we need to push sometimes. People get complacent. Sometimes we got to be like, "Mm, I think you're falling into a rut. Like you're not, you don't, you don't seem like you're wanting to strive and it's not always about a constant strive, but it's always about trying to be better tomorrow than today and just having that overall sense of wanting to continue to grow in our overall lives, you know? And I'm going to leave you with the, the, the takeaway, the, the one I told you to highlight. And if you wrote it down, you have it in front of you. But content people can still have ambition and goals, but they pursue them while maintaining a sense of gratitude and trust. I think that that overall summarizes everything. Content people can still have ambition and goals, but they pursue them while maintaining a sense of gratitude and trust. It becomes that, like I said at the beginning, it becomes that heart posture. It really looks like an internal view. It's an internal view to your outward ambition. You're okay to be ambitious. You're not okay to just sit and be complacent. You're not okay to not be content with what God has given you, to what God has provided you. You're supposed to be great. um, You're supposed to have a sense of gratitude for everything that God's provided you. But it's about continuing to strive to be more like Him and continuing to strive to put yourself in a position where. You know, God may be telling you to move, but you haven't moved yet. Like, if you walk through that door, that door may open up um, things to your life that you never dreamed possible. So I hope this podcast episode reaches you well. I feel like this is sometimes a confusing topic for people because contentment and complacency from the outside, as we discussed, really have you know, a similar look and you're like, well, they're the same thing. They're not. They're not the same thing. Contentment and complacency are completely different, and they have a different heart posture and a viewpoint on how we deal with them. And I hope I was clear on how we have to look at it from both a prosperity perspective and a biblical perspective because how I take things and view things are all through those contexts. And that's why I share with you. So, and until next time, continue to strive for prosperity and don't be complacent. Be content, but not complacent. You all have a wonderful rest of your week, month, and into 2024. I hope you strive for prosperity. And until next time, stay prosperous, continue to go after it. It's been your host, Matthew Brown, signing out. Bye.